0: My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today i want to talk about some steps that you can take when you are closing in on your last chapters of your novel. Okay, so number one, uh, make sure that you have your beta readers lined up. And I love to beta read as I type. And I've done um, episodes on beta reading before, how I find my beta readers. Um, I have a secret launch group that um, I have trusted people that I know. I have family members. Um, and I also have my Facebook family that um, I love to pitch to. And I don't always get bunches of hits for that. But if I can get four really good betas, then I'm happy with four. I've had 16 betas before, which is phenomenal. And those people have given me wonderful um talks and encouragement and, you know, considerations for books. So, I will say that, you know, even if you get one beta, just one, that can be someone that can look at your work and possibly, you know, just give you a golden nugget here and there and that can make the world of difference with your plot, if you have a hole, if you want to know more about your character. So, don't even discredit if you get one so I love the chapter as I go, beta, because I don't want to really goof up anything and then have to go back. I mean the seek and find is easy. When somebody says, hey, when you talked about this hymn, maybe you should have said it this way. And so I went back and typed in him and I found it. I found it. But I love the back and forth of the messages that I receive. It really motivates me, encourages me, and it also gives me that extra push. So if you've never tried that strategy, if you're almost finished with your whip, go ahead and and ask for beta readers. Say, I'm almost done. I'd love to have someone, you know, check over this, give them little clues to look at. Um, With mine, I'm to the point where I want enjoyment. Do you enjoy this? You know, what is the readability like? Do you find it, you know, for this particular population? You know, I have very specific when I'm asking people to beta read. I don't give them seven questions or ten questions. I'm extremely narrow uh, with what I'm really looking for. It's really kind of like the overall feel, almost like a developmental read. Um, So that's the one thing that I can suggest that you do. That's something that I now have been employing with all of my summer books. And I have found this strategy just to work for me. But there's many ways to do this. You may not want a beta to see it until you've went through 10,000 reads. That's okay. Whatever works for you, this is just really working for me, motivation-wise, more than anything. Okay, when you get closer to the end of your book you should already be able to write your book summary. Now, here's what I've loved about my pacing this summer. I have been going at a very fast pace and I have been forcing myself not to join in on the book summary fight club because I can beat myself up with a book summary. I even, with the Hartwell Chronicles, we I wrote the book summary and then I went to classroom after classroom and teachers, and look at this, and, you know, it took days for this book summary. I'm like, I can't do that, not on my schedule. (coughs) So, what I'm, you know, talking about book summary is that while you're getting near the end, while everything is so fresh, and you're talking about it with betas. And you're talking about your book with your family. And everything is like all in your face about your book. Including your your manuscript right there on Word. I find for me, it's better to write the book blurb or the summary in the midst of it. Because when you go and do the next step that I'm going to challenge you to do, you have to have your book summary already finished. Well, I need that control number to come, so I'm forced to do a book summary. So I pull up Pro Writing Aid, I write my book summary, I check it for passive voice, I check it for grammar, I make sure everything looks good, I post it on my private secret group. I ask them to look at the book summary. What do you think? Would a kid want to read it? That's all I'm asking. What do you think? And then I get responses back on that. Once I get those responses from my private little group, I don't post it to my main page. I'll tell you what happened one time. I posted a blurb on my main page, and people started correcting, giving me all kinds of responses. This book blurb had already been adopted and accepted and written with me in a class, and I was not changing it for anyone. I wasn't asking for suggestions on the book blurb. That's not what that was for. So I've learned to kind of hold off on public book blurbs um, and use this for the Library of Congress, for my back of my book. And then once everything is done, it's done. and, And it's my book blurb. And I've had my beta readers look at it. And I've had my private group to look at it that are my sparrows. Um, If you're interested in becoming one of my sparrows and you are not in my private group, just email me at jenlowrywrites at gmail.com and I can add you to my private group. If you're looking on how to run a private Facebook group and watch from authors, I have been on private Facebook groups before with best-selling Christian authors, so I use them as models. On how I also run my group and then you can kind of start your own group if you haven't done so so going back to that if you haven't done that that's another thing to add to your journal today is to contact me to ask to be placed into my group and you can be a part of my private group now when you're in this private group we keep everything that we do in this group We hold it. We don't share until it's time to share. Until I say, let's share. I'm sharing things in the stages ahead of time with them. And just talking out things that are happening in the book world with the books. But then when I'm ready, hey, it's here. It's live. You know, they'll know that it's okay to share at that point. So, like, covers and everything. All of that goes to them first. Um, So... The reason why I needed the book blurb is because I like to go ahead and have my Library of Congress number. What you have to do with that, okay, what you have to do with the Library of Congress number, I've made a YouTube video on it. Super, super simple. It is honestly the easiest process and you need to have a cover page separate, not your manuscript, the cover page in PDF and you have to have your ISBN number, and I've already made um, episodes about Balker and getting an ISBN number, getting, you know, taking charge of that number. I tried it with others, and I'm gonna tell you, when I did Barnes and Noble Press, they gave me my own ISBN number, and I use that with the Library of Congress, and it still approved my paperback versions that I am test running with Barnes & Noble Press. I'm going to do all my children's books on Barnes & Noble Press. That's going to be my press for children's work. For my YA and middle grades, I am running right now Park. So I'm going to um, see how the Barnes & Noble Children's Avenue is working out. Um, and I'll give you guys updates. I don't have the money right now to order the proofs and get those in the mail to check them yet. And uh, this is summer people, and it is teacher crunch time. We don't get paid in the summer, and I am on an extremely tight budget. And honestly, just need prayer on that. Um, but once I I kick back into my school year, and then I get my my paycheck again. I'll be able to, you know, order the proofs. I'll do some videos on that. I'll do some um, episodes on that. So stay tuned about what I think about Barnes & Noble Press. Um, But go ahead and get your Library of Congress number, and I'm going to tell you why. You need to do it before your book is finished, okay? You're talking about releasing it ahead of time. You cannot release your book and then ask for the Barnes & Noble I mean, the Library of Congress number it doesn't work that way. You get it prior to publication. So go ahead and request it. Um, you need your book summary and you need your cover um, page, not the cover of your book. The cover page, which is in Word, which turns into the PDF. Um, okay, so get your Library of Congress number because then you've got to go into Canva and you've got to go into your saved file. I have like a saved file that has like 75 pages on it. It is my running copyright, my running front and back matter of my book. I keep it in one file. It's already sized the way that I need it. Um, I hit copy i make a new copy then i change the isbn number then i change the library of congress number the background picture whatever it is is the theme for this book so like right now it's the harmonic bridge so i'm going to definitely have some kind of musical maybe the music school because the school is not going to be on the front cover but it can be on the back of the copyright page and I already have my images already picked out from pixabay Um, Those are free commercial use images that do not require author attribution. So, I'll probably do that um, as soon as I get my Library of Congress number. Make yourself, this is the next thing you do, go ahead and get yourself an Excel sheet. So I use Google Sheets, Excel sheet, whichever one you want, and in my Google Drive, I have my sheet where I put down what my ISBN number as soon as it is identified through Bowker, I I copy it and paste it there. As soon as I get my Library of Congress number, I copy it from the email and I paste it into my chart. I put down what my release date is and I have a running record just of these numbers. That is really important because when you start calling places, so for example, this morning, when I'm on the phone with Barnes and Noble. They asked me, what's your ISBN number? I already had that thing up because I had just did my library of Congress. I flipped to the tab. Sure enough, I was like, da, 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 And here's the next one. And I just rolled them off my tongue. That is something that you need to do that is um, just to keep up with your business practice. And it's just easy to find, too, in your Google Drive. You can name it. You don't have to worry about, oh, my gosh, it's all in these Word documents. What do I do? You just quick search, find it, and you can pull it up from your phone or anywhere. So I, um, I will encourage you to do that after you get your things assigned. You make your Canva page. You download it as a JPEG. You add it up into your template for the beginning of your book where you put your copyright page and then I will say, um, pray. Which <laughs> should have been number one. And I've asked already asked my team to pray for me today. I've asked my team to pray. I'm messaging my husband asking him to pray. I'm I'm thinking of the best strategy to do with this book, and I'm I'm debating the ebook process. Um, do I want to do ebook only on Amazon? I'm getting mixed opinions from my valued, trusted friends. They're, they're giving me multiple avenues to consider. And at the end of the day, I will have made my decision. And it will be based on their input and ultimately what the Holy Spirit is guiding me to do. Um, because if I am weak in an area, Jesus is strong and can help me. And I know that He can even supply the answers that I seek when it comes to, do you do draft to digital with all of your eBooks, or do you want to just try Amazon and KU um, for this book, and then do paperbacks everywhere else, um, so we'll see, I, I'm, just, I'm just kind of um, battling those questions out, because this is my experiment year. That's why I love doing my children's books because it's like experimentation of different platforms like Barnes and Noble Press for example. Um, and I'm gonna be learning as I do all of this. The best way for me to learn is to one look at models of other people. you know I subscribe tons of YouTube, I'm constantly learning, I'm constantly seeking out supports with my author community. Um, I'm reading, reading, checking blogs, subscribing to blogs. You know i'm doing all of that work but the hands-on life experience is teaching me more than i can just even uh, qualify as a number so, Or as, as an experience, it's, it's well worth trying these things out for yourself and learning as you go. So I'm still in this learning curve process, guys, and thank you for being here with me. I'm giving you my tips as I go in hopes that it can help inspire you to, you know, to maybe do some things that you might not have thought about yet. Or maybe you've got some suggestions for me about what you do the closer you get to the end of your novel. I gave you tips before between chapters one and two to go ahead and start pulling your images um, for your book covers. So that was very beneficial for me with my boyfriend's back, that Angels in Love series that I did this summer. And it's the same thing. It worked with the harmonic bridge. And I found my girl. I found my backgrounds. I found... Later, I kind of got tired of writing. I wanted to go play, so I played, and I found all of my characters. Um, I found all my female characters. Let's just say that. and I'm still looking for my male characters. I found all my my girls. Um, I've saved them all, just so when I do promotional materials, I'm going to do Meet the Character Day, and I'm going to promote my characters throughout the, the book series um, after it's released, so I went ahead and just found all of them, um, and it was fun, and it was almost like, wow, they're perfect, I'm like, look, there's Daria, there's my Russian girl, oh, look, there she is, there's Tala, there's Rosamie, and I found them, so I'm really excited that I already have a lot of that work done, too, um, you can wait till the end of the book to do that, you might not, you know, if you're on a writing flow, you know, don't stop, But if you need a little like a brain break, but you still want to be within your novel, I suggest that you go look at images, um, build your Pinterest page, which I've already done, build your YouTube playlist. There's a lot of things that you can do to give yourself a break from the actual writing routine, but still do things that are gonna advance your novel and your connection with readers later. So always keep that in mind too. And so now I'm at the last chapter of the book. Um, I started it on Monday. That means that this book has taken me five days, not four and a half. Um, But I will attribute that to the extensive amount of research that I have put into this book. Guys, I have spent hours upon hours researching mythology. Um, That way, if a child picks up this book and they Google they're going to not only see you know my images of who i chose to represent these characters but they're actually going to see the the historical you know context of these settings they're going to get to listen to the music of the time they're going to get to look at the mythology and say oh i see that power oh, that's cool. And then they're going to see all of the ancient text that it relates to. And so it could be a really great lesson, especially for homeschool families. And I cannot wait to venture out and start making the teacher guides for all of these, because that is going to be coming. And those teacher guides are going to be free on my website. So That is something that I'm going to do while I'm in school. Because when I start to work, I don't think I can do uh, a 10,000 word a day. (laughs) Um, I actually wrote 10,000 words yesterday. Um, That's why I wasn't very active. um, Because I needed to push over the hump and I needed to get um, closer to the end. And I did it. I did my 10,000 and I'm close, guys. Um, this book is a little longer than My Boyfriend's Back, so it's a middle grades. but it's the fantasy, the word count is just going to be slightly larger than 30000 which I'm fine with as long as I hit my minimum. Um, I know what audience I'm trying to reach here with this book. Um, I'm also looking ahead, like I said, with the teacher guides, but I'm also considering making early readers that are like Magic Treehouse um, for a younger group, uh, a 10 chapter, really quick chapter book, um, early readers. I've not done that yet, but the Lord put that on my heart to consider, um, that because I know how much Magic Treehouse, opened up reading for Sam, so I want to um, honor that type of book for those type of readers. My son was a non-reader in Magic Treehouse, and um, just, I'm thinking back, the Pirate book, the Egypt book, um, all of the books that we read um, sparked his curiosity and let go of his fears, And I hope to maybe be an author that can help, you know, homeschool families or or young children, kind of jump over that that reading, and into something that they can love. So um, I'm praying over that. I I feel like that's an area that I do need to explore, which um, could possibly be managed during my school year. My school year. I don't know how it could take. A YA or a middle grades, the way that I've been doing them this summer. Um, I do want my author devotional by December, so that's something that I want to piece together chapter at a time over the, over the weekends. Um, so, that as long as I have that ready to launch in December, that gives me a few months. But my weekends are filling up now with traveling for different book events. So I don't know how much time the fall is going to be for me to actually invest in the writing piece other than marketing, blogging, writing songs, poetry, all of that. Um, But I'm praying that it's all going to come together. Um, The teacher's guides will be easy for me to write. Um, I've been teaching 20 years, and that's that's what I do. I write lesson plans for teachers and work with teachers on a day-to-day basis. So that is like easy that's 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 not going to take a lot of time so i know that that's going to be something that i'm going to invest in in the fall but i gotta get all these books done right i gotta get them all done i'm almost finished and i just wanted to come in and just give you a heads up not only on what to do when you are closing out a book but to continue to pray for the lord to give you insight to stretch and grow you know to help with your mindset And to give you the support systems that you need in order to learn and continue to grow in this field. Alright guys, I hope y'all have a blessed day. Happy writing. If you want to join this secret group of mine, give me an email. And um, I'll have to find you on Facebook. So you'd have to give me your Facebook name. And then I can add you to the group. All right. I'll talk with you later. Bye. Now that you've found me on the Jen Lowry Writes Podcast, I challenge you to head over to Amazon and find me there. My four Bible devotionals are under the name Jennifer Eichner Lowry. Just type in 30-Day Everyday Mom Challenge, Happy Renewal Year Challenge Devotional, 30-Day Teacher Challenge, or Fingerprint Curriculum K-12 Homeschool Planning. If you are a Kindle Unlimited subscriber, you'll be happy to see $0 appear by your price. Yep, all are free with Kindle Unlimited. And if you'd like to purchase the journal devotionals in paperback so you can reflect the way right in the book, you can get your copies for $12.99. Happy reading. So I challenge you today